In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswald. Get ready to learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry. Craig is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success, and he'll share tips and strategies on how you, entrepreneurs and businesses, can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from your competition. This high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. Plus, you'll learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. It's time to be a rock star with Rock Talk. And now, here's your host, Craig Deswalt. Good morning, everybody. My name is Craig Doeswalt, and this is Rock Talk with Craig Doeswalt. It is now 2012, January 3rd, 2012, and we are so excited for a great new year. 2011 was a lot of fun, but I think 2012 is going to be quite the awesome year and a very rock star year for everybody out there, hopefully. So I'm uh, just going to go over a couple of things before we get into today's show. We have uh, two very special guests on today's show, Gary and Sharon Worrell, that we'll talk to in a couple of minutes. But before we get to that, I uh, just want to give you what's going on uh, at the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps and what's going on in the world of Rockstar Marketing. So we have a um, my coaching clients are flying in from all over the uh, country, actually all over the world, uh, next week, uh, let's see, January 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th, we have a Rockstar Mastermind program here in Santa Clarita, California, where they fly in, and we do a workshop on Tuesday about book writing. Then we have a two-day mastermind meeting, and then we do a workshop on media, how to do your own radio show, how to do your own television show, how to uh, get into the media, how to get publicity and all that. So that's next week, and we're very excited about that. I have about 50 coaching clients flying in from all over, so it's going to be a reunion of sorts and a lot of great work that we're going to be doing on uh, next week, January 10th to the 13th in Santa Clarita. This weekend, I will be driving down to Santa Cl- um, San Diego with my family. My wife and I are both talking at speaking at Marianne Amon's uh, Warriors to Warriors Breakthrough Event. And that's in San Diego, California. Uh, I think we're both speaking on Saturday night. It's an event. Marianne Amon is one of my coaching clients, and she is now putting on her own seminars and events and boot camps and doing very, very well. So we're speaking there. And it's going to be a reunion of sorts as well. A lot of people that I know uh, in my coaching program and former attendees of my Rockstar Boot Camp will be there as well. So that's this weekend. Then I'm speaking um, at a, an event called Create Your Life with Michael Stevenson, and that is January 14th in Irvine, California. I'm actually going to send, if anyone's interested in going to that event, I think, I'm pretty sure I can get some free tickets to that event. If anyone would like to go, just email me, craig at craigdoeswalt.com. It is uh, Friday the 13th. Saturday the 14th and Sunday the 15th of January, so next weekend. Not this weekend, next weekend in Irvine, California. If anyone would like to go listening to the show, I'm pretty sure I could get you free tickets, so just email me 
and I will get you free tickets. Then I'm speaking at another Toastmasters event. It's really funny. I'm all of a sudden become this Toastmasters speaker, and I'm speaking at a lot of Toastmasters events, and I'm not even in Toastmasters, which is kind of funny. I spoke at their national convention at Bally's Casino in Las Vegas last year. It was an amazing event. There were like a 1,000 people there. Actually, there were like 1,800 people, but 1,000 people were in my session, and uh, it was a great, great event. So now I'm speaking at the, I think it's the Riverside County uh, or the Ontario version of the Toastmasters on January 21st out there in Ontario. So if anyone's in Toastmasters, please try to get to that event. And I think that's it. No, no, no. Uh, Marcus Slayton, one of my coaching clients, he's uh, releasing a new uh, product, his Teed Off line of clothing. Uh, teed off this golf clothes for on and off the course and it's like an affliction looking apparel it's really really cool stuff so he has a a major launch for his products on january 28th here in santa clarita california and that's at 6 p.m there so i'll be there as well so it's a filled january starting the new year and uh, we'll be asking people over time not in this show but over time what are you doing for 2012 that you're going to do different than you did in 2011 to take your business to the next level, to become rock stars in your industry, to do things differently than everybody else does so that you stand out from your competition. And so we'll be uh, doing a goals show, and that's what we're going to do with the Mastermind next week, is work on our goals for 2012. And not just the regular goals, but specific goals on, like, are you going to write a book? Are you doing, are you getting your book done now? And all that stuff. So uh, one of my major goals for 2012, I will share with you now. I have an agent in New York City that uh, trying to get a publishing deal looks very promising. In fact, probably already a done deal, but we'll see. It's called uh, I'm writing my Guns N' Roses book. I'm writing uh, my experiences on the road with Guns N' Roses. And um, so I'm writing that as we speak. I'm I'm about more than halfway done with it, but got to get it out. I got to finish it, got to get it edited, have to get a publisher, all that stuff, uh, even though I think we have a publisher, but a uh, pretty good deal, actually. So uh, that's my main goal for 2012 because I've written all these rock star books and these shoestring budget books and all my 96-page books, which I teach people how to write. But now it's time for me to get on the New York Times bestseller list. So I said to myself, what is the easiest way to get on the New York Times bestseller list? I could write – I am writing another book called Rockstar Marketing. It's a variation of the Rockstar System for Success with all new stuff, new materials updated. And it's just a whole new system. And I'm writing that as well. But that's not going to get me on the New York Times bestseller list because I'm just not a household name by any stretch of the imagination. So I said, what is the easiest way to get on the New York Times bestseller list so I can take my career to the next level and start getting on talk shows and you know, being interviewed on radio stations all over the country and make a lot of money on a, a big book? So I said, Guns N' Roses, obviously. I toured with them for four years, and I have some very funny stories and cool things that happened to me while I was on tour with Guns N' Roses. So I said, you know what? i got to write this book. It's not a tell-all book where I'm going to tell all the secrets about the weird stuff that went on. And believe me, there was lots of weird stuff uh, with Guns N' Roses. But it's it's a book about funny things that happened on the road with one of the biggest bands in the history of rock and roll. 
So the working title is Welcome to My Jungle. And uh, I'm writing it now, like I said. And that is my major goal for this year because I truly believe like Duff McKagan, he was the bass player for Guns N' Roses. He wrote a book and it went to the uh, tops of the New York Times bestseller list, or at least in the top 20. Slash wrote his book. And I think it was a number one New York Times bestselling book. And just because of my affiliation with Guns N' Roses, I have a feeling that if not number one, it'll definitely be in the top 20 of a New York Times bestseller because I know there's millions of Guns N' Roses fans that would love to hear my perspective of what happened on tour with Guns N' Roses because I was Axl Rose's personal manager and I know for a fact that Axl Rose will never write a book because he just doesn't do that. So I'll be the closest thing to a an Axl Rose version of a book of what happened on the Use Your Illusion World Tour. So that'll be my main goal for 2012. Got to not only finish that book, but actually get it out there and get on the New York Times bestseller list. So my rock star marketing boot camps will be taken to the next level because of my status now in the author world. So I'm working on that. Um, I was supposed to go see Guns N' Roses. Speaking of Guns N' Roses, uh, they were playing in Los Angeles on on um, December 21st, and then they played Las Vegas on New Year's Eve. I wasn't going to go to the Las Vegas show for sure because New Year's Eve uh, in Vegas is just too crazy. Now, I used to tour with Guns N' Roses, and I used to be crazy and do wild things, but I'm married with three young kids right now. I'm not that guy anymore that could just go to Vegas on New Year's Eve and party like a rock star and go crazy and wait to see Guns N' Roses go on at 11 o'clock at night and finish at 2 in the morning. Just don't want to do that anymore. I'm not that guy anymore. So I was going to go to the Los Angeles show, but things didn't work out. Uh, just <laughs> Some things just don't work out. And I ended up not going to the Guns N' Roses show, so I did not go see their show and give, be able to give you feedback of what happened on that show. So, uh, but I'm sure I'll go see them somewhere. I think they're touring for another month, so I'll see them somewhere. Um, so I'm going to bring on in a couple of seconds my guests. But before I bring them on, I just want to – we're going to be talking to Gary and Sharon Worrell. And they teach strategies for healing is what they do. And they, uh, they talk about sex. They have a book coming out in 2012 called Sexual Addiction, Strategies for Healing. But before we bring them on, I was watching a uh, – I taped a Oprah's show last night. Oprah has a new show, I guess, on her own network, the OWN network, Oprah Winfrey Network. And, uh, and I was watching her first show, and she was interviewing Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler is the lead singer of Aerosmith. And Steven, I, I know, actually know Steven Tyler because of my affiliation with Axl Rose and Guns N' Roses. They did a couple of shows together. I actually have a great Steven Tyler story, which will be in my book, my Guns N' Roses book. Axl and him were going to sing Train Kept a Rolling. It was a song that uh, they were going to sing together in Paris, France for a live pay per view show. And. Axel didn't know the words to the song. <laughs> He's like, I forget the words. Craig, go up to Stephen's room and ask him what the words are to the song. So I run up to Stephen Tyler's room, knock on the door, and he doesn't know me yet. And I'm like, hi, I'm Craig. I work with Axel. Do you know the words to Train Kept the Rolling? He says, yeah, come on in. The sweetest guy in the world. He is exactly the guy 
that you see on TV on American Idol and, and being interviewed. He is such a sweetheart. Anyway, he goes, sit down. I'll sing the song to you. So Steven Tyler sings Train Kept a Rolling to me like 10 times because every time I would write down a, a sentence or two, I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sing that one over again. And I wrote down the words to the song so I could put them in the teleprompter so Axel could know the words to the song because he was going to do a duet with Steven Tyler. Anyway, the reason why I bring up Steven Tyler, when we come back from this break... Steven Tyler started talking about sexual addiction and uh, all this sexual stuff. So it's a good lead-in to what we're going to talk to Gary and Sharon Worrell today about. They have a radio show coming out um, called Sexual Addiction, I think. Strategies for Healing, maybe. Uh, We will talk to Gary and Sharon Worrell when we come back from the break. Uh, This is Craig Doeswalt with Rock Talk. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to 2012. We'll see you in a minute. How to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field so more people come to you to buy your services and products. This is Rock Talk with Craig Deswalt. And we'll be right back after these. People think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I have great clothes and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune in to Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole O'Dell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleOdell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Attention parents and teachers. Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level. 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less. And a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, a fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lakovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. With your host, Dr. Joe Lakovich. Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Rock Talk. Teaching you how to achieve rock star status in your industry. How you, entrepreneurs and businesses, can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from your competition. Now, let's get back to Rock Talk. With your host, Craig Deswalt. It's my Okay, we are here with our guests, Gary and Sharon Worrell. Let's bring them on right now. Good afternoon, Gary and Sharon. Hi, Craig. Craig. Oh, that was beautiful harmony. I love that. 
<laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Very, very good. So let me just uh, tell a little bit about you guys. Uh, basically, you're located in the Denver metro area, and you are you have a book coming out in 2012 called Sexual Addiction Strategies for Healing. And I think you do basically strategies for healing for all addictions. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. Very good. So... Um, I was watching the Steven Tyler interview last night with Oprah and uh, Steven Tyler, the lead singer of Aerosmith, is talking about, you know, he used to he was not monogamous and uh, he used to, you know, see girls in the front row that would basically be going crazy and doing things during concerts that used to drive him crazy. And of course, he would ask him to come backstage. And of course, he was, you know, he would interact with these with these females. And he was talking about, is it possible for a rock star to be monogamous and he says yes now because he's in a different place in his head than he was obviously uh, the last 30 years before that so uh, you guys are the ones that would help a person that had some sort of sexual addiction to not have a sexual addiction anymore is that correct uh, yes. yes it is yes it is so uh so tell us a little bit about your backgrounds and uh, exactly what you guys do and how you help people. And just let's just give it a little introduction. I don't know who would like to start. Sharon, I'll let you talk. Okay. Well, Craig, we, um, we have been in, uh, we've had a private practice in the Denver metro area since October of 07. Uh, we, that was birthed, uh, Gary went back to school to get his master's degree in, in, uh, counseling. Uh, we had been in, uh, recovery for about five years, uh, from Gary's sexual addiction. So we are coming from a place of experience. We okay. both went through recovery. Uh, both the, the addict and the partner, we feel that it's very important for both both um, to for a, for a marriage or a, a relationship to be restored, that both um, the addict and the partner really need to get um, recovery, not necessarily together as in marriage counseling, but um, separately. Okay. And you guys we did have, that? We did. Yes, we have. We that, did that. The good part is not only have we done it, but we are in the process of finding out how to continually work on ourselves and the addiction is no longer going to have an influence in our life. That's great. So now you've taken what you've learned in how to be recovered, how to get recovered, and now this is what you do. You're writing a book called Sexual Addiction Strategies for Healing, and you actually counsel and coach people, and you have actually a practice in Denver that helps people. Yes, we do. And Sexual Addiction Strategies for Healing is basically our personal story of recovery from the time when I found out about his addiction to going progressing through um, the definition processes and um, the education process because I think a lot of people do not understand truly what sexual addiction is and so we feel like educating people is um, a big part of it all and right. We use, well, let, let me just ask we, a question. Let me just ask a question right there. So, what exactly? Who is a sexual addict? Is it a person that uh, cheats on their husband or wife, or is it a person that looks at pornography on the internet? Or, or what exactly is it? Is it both? 
Gary, actually, go ahead, it, can, it actually can be a combination of a lot of factors. And to realize that in our society, we feel that, okay, if a person looks at porn, that's just what they call a rite of passage for many men or even women. And unfortunately, that is not true. That is the intro of a illicit or the changing of our thought processes and how we relate to others. Mm-hmm. The addiction of, of sexual issues or, or sexual addiction is really a disconnection from those people that we are able to see in our lives, whether it be sexually, emotionally, or psychologically. And it's not just the sexual act, it's the thought process that goes behind it. Let me ask you a question. So I I get that. Uh, I teach people how to become rock stars in their industry. I basically uh, teach them marketing, how to become a good marketer, how to market, how to think differently, how to think outside the box. But before uh, I teach people about marketing, because even if I teach people about marketing, if they don't have the right mindset, it will never work. So my question to you is, if someone is a sexual addict and they they are uh, obsessed with the sexual activity or the internet and porn or da 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 da, Do you think that hinders them from becoming the best that they can be in their industry? In other words, a rock star in their industry? Well, very much so. I would say absolutely. Exactly. And see, it's realize whatever you are thinking about is what you're going to focus your attention and your efforts and your money and everything else on. And people say, well, wait a minute, I can still focus on my career or I can still focus on my business and still indulge in sexual activity or porn or whatever. However, you have to realize that the person's ability to move ahead and make the necessary changes to be successful are going to be hindered or damaged or maybe even stopped. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading uh, your next thing. So uh, they become all-consuming, right? I mean, uh, their whole lives, like you just said, the focal point was now that's their focal point instead of their businesses that they're so obsessed with. Uh, addiction, and that's what you help them with. Exactly, because right. see, unfortunately, in addiction, it is not something that's stagnant. It's something that is progressive. They're always wanting more, either a greater feeling or a greater thrill or whatever. And it's that way, whether it be in sexual addiction or alcohol or drugs or gambling or almost any type of behavior that is controlling. You know, we said that to my uh, kids last night. This is so funny. Uh, my 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 12 year old uh child is like really into like uh video games like call of duty and all those things and we were the parents that would never ever ever let them play with anything like that and we said you know what uh i you know a lot of his friends play this so we didn't want him to become the person that was like not allowed to play with these games because a lot of these kids play with these games so we were totally cool with that but now there's a whole airsoft thing coming up. So I don't know if you guys know what airsoft is, but it's these like guns and these rifles and these pistols where you shoot little plastic BBs and you yeah. you go to you know you go to these paintball places and you shoot each other. And so yeah. now he's talking about all right, well I'm I'm done with that, you know, this video thing. Now I can do it really live stuff. And now I said, exactly. So now he's, now he wants an airsoft gun. So I went to the store yesterday to explore what this is. Cause I have, I, I've never even shot a gun in my life. And, um, 
and he and I went to the store and it was like a gun store. It was a kids airsoft store, but it was like a gun store. And I'm thinking to myself, there is no way in hell I am going to let him get a gun because that's that's step two. Step three is oh, I want to go to war. Step four is whatever. Number five, whatever. And it's the same thing with drugs. We talk about drugs all the time. You know, I toured with bands all the time and you start, you know, you smoke marijuana first and that's okay. And then, or maybe you graduate to cocaine and then that wears off and then you need heroin and then you start shooting up and then where does it end? It never ends. Well, we all know where it ends. But uh, so I see the same thing with sexual addiction. It's the same exact thing. You start with a couple of porn sites and you think, ah, it's nothing. It's just it's just the Internet. Da, da, da. And then it grows to this and then it ruins your marriage. And then you spend money in it and you're done. Yeah, but there's That's a whole exactly lot more than that. It just doesn't ruin your marriage, Craig. It um, ruins your, your ability to... Um, you know, go forward in your career or your job. Many, many sex addicts have job, what we call job chaos, can't keep a job. Um, uh, if they can, if they can keep a job, then they're really not going anywhere because really with sex addicts, it's the fantasy that's going on in their heads. It's almost like an alter reality. Mm. And, and what happens is they live in that alter reality. Like Gary. Gary lived for 19 years of our marriage in this double life. I didn't even know about it. Okay? And so, um, and I could, I, I never understood why he never got promoted at work or why he, you know, was changing jobs. You know, and, and then after the addiction came to the surface and we started being educated about what was going on behind the scenes, then we began to recognize, you know, I began to recognize, oh, this is why. It was the addiction that kept all of this from going forward. Right. And, and then how did you, uh, did you do the research first of why, like, did you become, well, you become, you became students first, obviously, and then. What happened that made you say to yourselves, you know what, we can start helping people with this because now we understand what it is. What was that thing that said, because a lot of people go through sexual addiction and, and addictions and then they, they're done and then they don't want to help anybody. What made you guys say, you know what, we could actually help people doing this? Um, I, you know, like, I think, Craig, we were just very drawn to wanting to help people be educated and give and answer all the questions because when we came into this we had we had so many questions and there were so few answers Mm. Um, this happened in, in 2002, and uh, there was just no real education out there for the layperson. There were all kinds of books out there um, that were written by counselors for other counselors, but there wasn't really any education for the layperson. And right. so we really wanted to educate people about what sexual addiction is because, you know what, in our lives, we're Christians. We went to church every Sunday, you know. There was nobody in our world who could help us understand what we were going through. I didn't think our marriage would make it, um, but we happened to find counselors who specialized in sexual addiction that were in Colorado Springs, just 60 miles away from Denver, and we were very fortunate to be able to have people who knew what we were dealing with, who educated us, and who helped us. So we wanted to be able to, to step into that and do the same thing. 
I love it. Uh, when we come back for the break, we're going to take a quick two-minute break to tip to pay the bills. And we come back, we will continue with Gary and Sharon Worrell, and then we'll talk a little bit about their upcoming book, Sexual Addiction Strategies for Healing. This is Craig Doeswalt on Rock Talk. We'll be right back. How to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field so more people come to you to buy your services and products. This is Rock Talk with Craig Deswalt. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for Officer Radio every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern only on Officer.com. It's powered by the worldwide resources of Officer.com and hosted by Editor-in-Chief of Officer.com and 30-year law enforcement veteran Frank Borelli. Officer.com is your source for the latest news, trends, and issues facing the law enforcement community, which change almost daily. New regulations, new things to know about that affect all in law enforcement. Join us each week as Officer Borelli and his guests examine, dissect, and discuss the issues facing our industry. Call in live and join the conversation to get your voice heard. For more law enforcement news and more about the show, go to officer.com. You can even find us on Facebook and Twitter. Then join us live every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on officer.com. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, the Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon, Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment, and that's what the Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child-rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Rock Talk, teaching you how to achieve rock star status in your industry. How you, entrepreneurs and businesses, can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from your competition. Now, let's get back to Rock Talk with your host, Craig Deswald. It's my... We are back with Gary and Sharon Worrell, and someone is really smacking their phone around. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, we are back with Gary and Sharon. We're talking about sexual addiction and inject- addictions in general. And you guys have a book coming out in spring 2012. Uh, I like putting deadlines on things. Do you guys have an actual date that you guys, the book will be ready on uh, uh, for, for viewing? We don't yet, Craig. Oh, come on. Let's, let's think of one. <laughs> well, it'll probably be late May. I would, if I had to guess, it'll probably be late May. Very good. Are you self-publishing the book? Um, we are. We are creating our own imprint. Very good. And uh, so you decided to do, okay, so you teach uh, and you consult and coach people uh, with all kinds of addictions. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Okay, so you chose 
to write the first book called Sexual Addiction Strategies for Healing. Does that mean there's going to be another book uh, on drug abuse and alcoholism and down the line? Well, we are considering, yes, because we have some very innovative uh, services that we, how we address not only drugs and alcohol, but other behavioral issues such as gambling, uh, shopping, and things like that. And right. that's actually very much uh, in line with our thoughts right now. Yeah, because if I was your business coach, I would say, because it's a great um, strategies for healing, obviously is a great overall title. But you could do like sexual addiction strategies for healing, and the next book could be uh, the whole thing. Like you just said, gambling. is. A, well, I just went to Vegas, and believe me, <laughs> there's a problem. Uh, I sat next to people that... Uh, Oh, oh, my gosh. I've never seen them. I sat next to a lady in Las Vegas. I'm going to just share this really quick. <clears throat> she was playing those um, slot machines, uh, the video poker. And she put a $20 bill in video poker. And I've never seen someone press so many buttons so fast. Like if she got two, six, queen, queen, four or something, she pressed queen, queen, and then the, the next deal. Like, so fast. No thinking of it at all. She was so good at this game. She would just like, it was like second nature to her. But the funny thing was, she would put $20 in, and she'd lose about 6 or $7, and she would cash out. And she got a little coupon that says you have uh, $14 left. And then she would sit there and put another $20 bill in and play the game again. And I'm wondering why she didn't, uh, just continue playing on that $20. And she said, because she had a system, she stays on machines for 15 minutes and she puts three to four $20 bills in and she thinks she's tricking the machine into thinking there's another player so it hits better. This lady is, and she went from machine to machine to machine. She said she does this every single day for six to eight hours. And I said, oh, my gosh, it's a dark place. It's smoky. And this is her life. And, and I looked at it saying, uh, this person's in big, big trouble. I could just imagine she might hit a couple of jackpots once in a while. But, oh, my gosh, there's such a major addiction there. And so the principles of dealing and healing uh, addictions is pretty universal for each one. However, I'm sure there's specific ones for sexual, gambling, drug abuse, and all that. And that's what your books, uh, well, your first book, first book, obviously, is going to be about sexual healing. But the other ones, uh, sexual addiction, could be uh, using the same kind of principles, just with different uh, techniques, maybe? Yeah, and different oh, yeah, stories. Exactly. Yeah, different stories, right? But, but yeah, and you, have to realize, you have to realize that, yeah, there are there is a common read through addictions that is able to cross into other issues such as gambling, overeating, pornography, whatever. It doesn't make any difference. That is true. The good part is, as we have been successful in helping people address those things in such a way that they don't have to be trapped in that lifestyle. Uh, in, in any of those lifestyles? Any of the, exactly. So a good example, okay, uh, our next series of books that we're looking at is, is geared toward porn, how porn affects you, how porn affects children, how porn affects parents, how porn affects your workplace, how porn affects uh, your pocketbook or your, your wallet or your career or things like that. Because, well, yes, is that it the is, same? 
Is that the same as sexual addiction, though? Is that in that same book? No, actually, it's different. It is different because it is a different... It has a different flavor. It has a similar thread, but it has a different influence as far as how it is able to affect those different uh, groups of people. Okay, so let me go back then because I misunderstood. So sexual addiction, strategies for healing, is mainly about actually the art, the, uh, the physical act of having sex, not pornography. Is that correct? Actually, pornography was the, the, the root of my sexual addiction. Okay. And it, went in, it went further and further into my life, not only causing infidelity and sexual addiction, but it also created uh, an emotional disconnection, so much so that I wasn't able to connect with my wife or with my own feelings and understand why I was going into the issues in the first place. Right. But the pornography, you were just talking about pornography, is that a separate one in and of itself? Uh, I understand that it could lead to sexual infidelity and all that, but it's a separate um, addiction, would you say? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. My wife knows that, that it, she's seen it with women and with men, haven't you, Sharon? Yes. Um, it's true, and, and I, I think what Gary's trying to say is that pornography is kind of the root issue, the core issue that leads into, progresses into um, sexual addiction behaviors. And sexual addiction behaviors, Craig, have, um, it's not just like an alcohol who goes out and drinks and gets drunk or a drug addict that takes a drug. Sexual addiction has a whole gamut of of acting out behaviors. I mean, it can be something, you know, very like watching porn and masturbating to porn or, or you know, it goes to infidelities, um, you know, soliciting prostitutes, you know, uh, strip clubs, massage parlors, um, phone sex, cyber sex. I mean, there is so many different areas that you can get into that, um, that's why it's so important for the education process. And pornography is at the core of all of it. Right. And that's where it starts. Like I was talking about before, you know, the video games with the violence, and then it turns into something else, and the drug smoking right. pot turns into something else. I agree 100%. You know, I, uh, I'm going to share what the heck, why not. Um, when I toured with Guns N' Roses, we went to strip clubs a lot. But it was really interesting what happened to me because it was work for me because I was basically working security when the band went to a strip club. I actually got so bored of strip clubs that I, I have no desire uh, to ever go to a strip club for the rest of my life. So my wife loves that about me. <laughs> She's like, I'm sure she does. <laughs> yeah. How can you get bored going to a strip club? My guy yes, friends ask me. I love that about you. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, okay. So pornography and, and all that. All right. Um, uh, uh, you wrote this thing to me and I found this very, very interesting. You wrote pornography is the number three reason for employees losing their jobs. Is that because they're getting caught uh, at work, uh, looking at pornography, or because they're so obsessed with it that they can't do their work? Actually, it's both. A lot of corporations have what they call a zero-tolerance policy, and we actually know personally some people that were caught either uh, conveying pornography or receiving pornography, and because of the 
that action. They were terminated. And these were, we're talking about people that are executive vice presidential level or even very influential in the overall processing of that company's overall products and services. Right. Because so, not so only did they lose. Go ahead. Not only did they, of course, lose their job, but also they lose, they corrupted the reputation of the company. Right. I mean, I, <laughs> I just find this, and you got to be, see, I, I don't understand it. I just don't understand the whole pornography thing. I mean, I, I guess I get it, but what, like during the day, uh, during work hours, like someone's at work sitting behind a desk and while everyone else is in offices, they would actually look at porn. Oh, yes. I know of a gentleman that was uh, working with us that out of his eight-hour day, it was not uncommon for him to be viewing porn for four to six hours a day. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. All right. I didn't know that. (laughs) Uh, Another one. Uh, You have illegal drugs and alcohol abuse is the number seven reason for employees losing their job. my question is this, if that's number seven and pornography is number three, what the heck are numbers one, two, four, five, and six? Do you know? Um, no. We just picked out the ones that we kind of deal with, Craig. <laughs> oh, okay. No, yeah, I'm just wondering what the heck is worse than drugs and alcohol at work and, you know, what, what do you have to do to be number one or two? So, uh, but okay, so number seven, illegal drugs and alcohol abuse is the seventh reason, number seven reason. Same idea, they're drinking during the job or, or their job performance is lessened because they come in hungover? Well, none are they come over, but you have to realize their productivity is so much less. They may not be hungover, but if all they can think about is their next drink or their right. next fix or whatever, then where is their thought process? Where is their focus? Right. All right, well, so, yeah, in, go Colorado, ahead. in Colorado, we have medical marijuana now, and it has become a huge issue. I know people who smoke marijuana in the morning and go to work. Yeah, um, so do I. <laughs> using it as a, a medical excuse, um, but we all know that that marijuana is a demotivator. Yes, so it is. When when you are you're demotivated to really excel in, in the workplace, so you're not getting promotions. You may even be getting demotions. Yes, uh, we have. Uh, we're going to take another break. Our last break, and when we come back, well, I, I would like to touch a little bit more on the medical marijuana thing because I know. Numerous people that are using the excuse of, oh, it's for my medication, which absolutely drives me crazy because I'm a very proactive person. I'm a very high energy, positive person. And I agree 1 million percent. It is the biggest demotivator in the world. How can you say smoking pot is getting you motivated to be better in life? I just don't get it. This is Craig Does What with Rock Talk. We will be back after these fine messages. How to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field so more people come to you to buy your services and products. This is Rock Talk with Craig Deswalt. And we'll be right back after these. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinlock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. 
Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Togenet.com. Hey moms, get ready for Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. central on Togenet.com. Living the Dream Mom is about the true realities of motherhood, the beauty and the rewards of watching your children grow. All these moms have something in common. They put their kids first. It's not about the kids all the time and the diapers and the bottles and the breastfeeding. It's about showcasing the mother in motherhood. Real moms in the real world. You get it? Now that's what the show's about. So every week, let's get together and we'll share these great stories with you guys. And I hope by the end of the show, you'll be saying, you know what? That is my life. Nina gets it. And I can't hardly wait to see what she brings me next week. Don't miss the next Living the Dream Mom. It's real moms in the real world. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Rock Talk, teaching you how to achieve rock star status in your industry. How you, entrepreneurs and businesses, can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from your competition. Now, let's get back to Rock Talk with your host, Craig Deswalt. It's my we are back with our special guests, Gary and Sharon Worrell from beautiful downtown Denver, Colorado. I met uh, Gary and Sharon at uh, Judith Bryles Author University event last year, and a great event in Denver, and Judith is a very dear friend. And Gary and Sharon, like I said, have their book coming out, and you also have your own radio show coming out. Why don't you tell a little bit about your radio show, what day that's going to be, and uh, what's the name of it? Go ahead, Sharon. Um, Our radio program is going to be called Strategies for Healing from Addictions, and it will launch on January the 9th at 8 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. And we are going to be uh, doing a one-hour program every week. We'll be bringing guests to the program that will be telling their stories. We'll be uh, educating people about um, strategies for healing from addictions. Um, the, uh, the, re- the, the rehab industry is a $200 billion industry every year. Yeah, and, I bet. <laughs> and, and you know what? There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of retention. People... There's only about a 30% of people who go to rehab, traditional rehab, are are really getting free from their addiction. So you know, it's a it's a, a revolving door essentially. Yeah, and, and so so you're going to do a show once a week and and have different types of you're going to talk about different types of addictions every week. 
Um, yes, we'll probably be doing a series of, you know, we'll be doing a series of sexual addiction because I don't think in an hour you can really cover sexual addiction. So for one month we might be talking about sexual addiction. For the next month we'll be talking about other addictions. We'll be talking about partner recovery. We'll be talking about um, lots of different things that are going to, that pertain to addiction and being able to um, change your life. I love it. And uh, I remember when you guys came up to me and said, do you think this would be a good idea for a radio show? I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> because like you just said, it's a $200 billion industry. I happen to know, uh, because of my background with Guns and Roses and Air Supply, lots of people that would need some of your services. I know lots of people. So uh, I, I said to myself, yeah, this would be a really, really great radio show. So that starts January 9th, and it's at 8 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time? Eight, eight, no, 8 a.m. Okay, so, so what, what is morning that? Morning drive uh, time. Morning drive, perfect. So is that 7 o'clock Pacific Time? Yeah. yeah, 7 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. So 7 Pacific, uh, 10 Eastern time, starting January 9th. That's awesome. That Congratulations on your show. I think that's going to be great. Uh, let's talk about just a couple of statistics you guys emailed because I found this fascinating as well. 25 million Americans visit, visit cyber sex sites between 1 to 10 hours per week. Another 4.7 million in excess of 11 hours per week. That scares me. Uh, in, according to uh, Data Monitor in 2003, over half of all spending on the Internet is related to sexual activity, with 30 million people logging on at porno porno pornographic websites daily. You know, if I wasn't such a Christian and uh, uh, such a uh, uh, non-sexual addict, this would be such a great business. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. Horrible. Um, the, uh, the addiction rehab industry, like Sharon just said, is a $200 billion industry. Um, I just think some of these statistics are un unbelievable. I mean, totally believe it, but it's just, uh, you know, it's just, wait, wait, hold on, 27, oh, and then you talked about drug addiction, about approximately 27 million Americans either use illicit drugs or, reg or regularly or are heavy drinkers. Yeah, I believe that. By 18, almost 12% of all young people are illicit drug users. Horrible. 70% of illegal drug users are employed and contribute significantly to workplace absenteeism, accidents and in industries. I believe that. So this medical marijuana thing, you touched on that before we went to break. Uh, I just I know numerous people that have this thing, and they they're gonna listen to this show, and they're gonna call me up and yell at me and and say I'm a horrible person because I'm taking away. They're using it for pain, and I guess I get that. I, you know, it relieves pain, but so does heroin, so does ecstasy. You know, that relieves pain as well. But you're right; it's a total demotivator. And you know, if you smoke pot and then go to work. How, how, how can you do your job effectively? I just don't see that at all. And you know, people are using the, um, the guise of med med medical marijuana because here in California it's the same thing. You have that in Colorado, you said? Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering, is it all 50 states now or is it just us two? Actually, there are, right now uh, there are about six or seven states that have not authorized it or legalized it. And some, we have a very strange situation. In Colorado, it is legal statewide, but it is illegal federally. 
I don't oh. understand that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> How do you do that? All right, so uh, 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 the book is going to be coming out in uh, May or June of 2012. What's a uh, – well, let me ask you this question. Before we go to that, what is – because I always believe in rock stars doing things a little bit differently than everybody else. And you guys are rock stars in your industry because I know you guys and I know that you're doing things differently. What does your program, Strategies for Healing, offer that is different than, say, a traditional rehab program? What do you guys do differently than a traditional rehab program does? Well, one thing that we do differently is that we don't counsel marriages where there's a sexual addiction. We, we have um, created a, a, a program called Divide and Conquer. We make it affordable for people to um, see us individually. The woman sees me, the man sees Gary, and um, we deal with their own baggage issues that they're bringing to the relationship. And then we bring them together occasionally for um, maybe communication issues or those kinds of things. But you, we don't really believe that you can counsel a marriage when there's an addiction at the core or the center of it. Um, so we deal with the addiction issues and the, and the codependency issues on the, on the partner's side and bring them together then um, to bring healing to their marriage. Is this an Greg, on... we... Yeah, go ahead, Gary. Greg, we also uh, feel that the process of the recovery doesn't make any difference if it's marriage or drug rehabilitation or sexual addiction or whatever, is all contingent upon that person's ability to really not only accept what is needed to change. So we also bring different, I like to call modality or tools. You know, okay, as well as I, you, if you have the proper tool, then you're going to get better results. Yes. And so we bring different tools to the table in such a way that we help people to see and hear what's going on. And some of that is changing their perception of their marriage, of their life, of their addiction, of their future, or whatever, or even maybe of their performance. Mm. And in changing their perception, that helps them to see how their life can be better. Now, that's a little bit different than most, most systems. Yeah, and we use a biocommunication software, uh, which is technology. It's a, it's a biofeedback process um, that's a sophisticated software, and we, and we use that, and it, unstu- it, un- it gets people unstuck emotionally. I love that. Um, is it an ongoing program, or is it a certain, like, and I'm sure you can't put a number on it, but is it like a, do they enter like a six-week program? or a 12-week program, or is it ongoing? How does that work? Go ahead, Sharon. It, well, it is an ongoing program. It's, it's not a forever thing, but sexual addiction really is like a three- to five-year process to walk out of. Uh, you've got to have accountability. You've got to have boundaries. You've got to have um, all kinds of different things that are put in place, a relapse plan, and all of those things are not going to get taken care of in a six to twelve week um, time period. Right. So you know, um, and we do coaching um, over Skype. Um, so people, you know, when we were in recovery in Colorado Springs, people were flying in from all over the uh, all over the place because they had been with counselors who didn't know 
um, really anything about sexual addiction and were trying to help them, but they weren't getting helped. Mm. Um, you really do need a counselor who specifically knows about sexual addiction to be able to help you because there's so much uh, deception and so much secrecy around all of it that, you know, people have to know what they're dealing with and uncover it. And I, and I do agree uh, that because you two specifically went through it, you would be the best teachers for it instead of someone just being a doctor of it and going to school for it because there's nothing like right. an experience. I agree. That, that's, ex- that's exactly right. You know, experiential recovery, bringing that to the table um, puts us um, head and shoulders above other people. Uh, that's why you're rock stars. I agree. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so where can somebody get a hold of you guys if they were interested in knowing more about you? Do you have a website? Do you have, uh, what's, the, what's the dealio? Um, our website is strategiesforhealing.com. Okay. Uh, you can get a hold of us through there. Uh, can they sign up for the, can they, uh, what, what would be the first thing that they would do? Okay. I have a sexual addiction problem. I would like to contact uh, Gary and Sharon. I go to their website. Do I do anything or is there a number to call? Is there a free consultation? Anything like right. that? Our, our, our numbers and all of our contact information are there. Um, you can leave us an email, you can send us an email or you can call us and talk with us about, um, you know, and just ask us questions. We we talk with people on the phone all the time and, and help them to understand what it is they might be dealing with. And then when you uh, both uh, are comfortable with each other, that's when you would enter them into the program? Right. Okay. Right. All right. So strategiesforhealing.com, Gary and Sharon Worrell. Their book will be out, I hope, May 31st, 2012. It'll be called Sexual Addiction Strategies for Healing. We have 30 seconds left. Is there anything else you would like to tell our audience? Oh, Craig, we're just really, really happy to be joining the Rock uh, Star Network. And we're really excited about being able to share our story with um, everybody and also uh, being able to educate people about addictions and how it's undermining their success in their lives. And we want to welcome you guys to the Rockstar Radio Network. Good luck with your show on January 9th. I will be listening. Gary, thank you so much. Any final seconds? Yeah, five seconds, Gary. Thank you very much. And guess what? I know that people can find success. Just give us a call. Sounds great. That was Gary and Sharon Worrell, strategiesforsuccess.com. This is Craig Doeswalt with Rock Talk. We will see you next week. Have an unbelievably great start to 2012. See ya.